Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I'm with Gwen today. Hello, Gwen. Mm, good morning. We're looking at the Psalms this week, and I think we today we're going to look at Psalm 42. Yes. And you know, this is just a staple. It's kind of been for most of my life. I remember as a kid just the imagery of deer panting by brooks of water. I don't know why, but, you know, the picture of deer just... <laughs> <laughs> so tired with their tongues hanging out. Um, I don't know. Do you want to read this one in the Passion, maybe? Yeah, let me try it in the Passion. Okay. I long to drink of you, O God, drinking deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. My longings overwhelm me for more of you. My soul thirsts, pants, and longs for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God. Day and night, my tears keep falling, and my heart keeps crying for your help, while my enemies mock me over and over, saying, Where is this God of yours? Why doesn't he help you? So I speak over my heartbroken soul. Take courage. Remember when you used to be right out front leading the procession of praise when the great crowd of worshipers gathered to go into the presence of the Lord? You shouted with joy as the sound of passionate celebration filled the air and the joyous multitude of lovers honored the festival of the Lord. So then my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your savior for no matter what I will still sing with praise for the living before his face. For living before his face is my saving grace. Here, I am depressed and downcast. Yet, I will still remember you as I ponder the place where your glory streams down from the mighty mountaintops, lofty and majestic, the mountains of your awesome presence. My deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love. Your waterfall of weeping sent waves of sorrow over my soul, carrying me away, cascading over me like a thundering cataract. Yet all day long, God's promises of love pour over me. Through the night I sing his songs, for my prayer to God has become my life. I will say to God, you are my mountain of strength. How could you forget me? Why must I suffer this vile oppression of my enemies, these heartless tormentors who are out to kill me? Their wounding words pierce my heart over and over while they say, where is this God of yours? So I say to my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed, for I know my God will break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. Yes, living before his face is my saving grace. Okay, number one thing I love about this psalm is that it doesn't necessarily have a resolution to it. What we see in this psalm is the author is left waiting for the despair to lift, waiting to feel the joy that he's had before. This is a dark night of the soul. I don't know if you've heard that concept Mm -hmm. at all, Missy, but just where darkness just closes in and you can't hear his voice and you can't see in front of you and you can't see anything and it gets so disorienting and God feels so distant. Dark night of the soul. If you haven't heard this concept, this is a very um, church history uh, concept. Um, And so St. John of the Cross is the one who kind of wrote a devotional about 
the dark night of the soul. Um, and it's not that our sin has gotten us there. It's not that, you know, it's just, if we're looking at like a journey with God, we are walking through a valley. Mm. It's a dark spot. It's not that we did anything to put ourselves there. It's just where we, where the path takes us. And so if you're ever in circumstances that just feel like every somebody turned off the lights and it just, you're like, where did it go? Um, and, and you can't really say that you put yourself there. It's just, you know, or you ended up somewhere that it didn't look like you were headed there, but it's just become what it is. Those kind of situations that are not like I was in disobedience and put myself here. Not those. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking as best as you can. You seem to have been following the Lord and you thought this was where he was headed. And all of a sudden you're in the middle of a situation. You're going, what is going on? Yeah. How did I get here? Um, And you start questioning God's goodness and just all kinds of things in the middle of it. Um, And so you have that picture here, actually. And it starts off with just this deer panting and thirsting for the living God. It's so descriptive at the beginning, especially, well, actually throughout the whole thing. But there's a way the thing about the psalms they just connect with something inside of you there's there's we've all been through something similar or something some part of it can connect with what you're feeling and thinking and i think i think the lord has been so gracious to us to give us the psalms because in my way of thinking it helps express things that may be very difficult for us to express mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying yeah. like it, Maybe I can't share with you what I'm feeling because I just don't know how to express it or I don't know. I don't know how to share that. But I read in the Psalms and I look and I see, oh, the Psalmist, that's exact. that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm going through. Okay, now what do we do about it? Well, even though the Psalmist is left waiting, there's so much comfort in that, in the very end of it saying, okay, this is where you're at, but don't give up hope. Mm. Oh, my soul, you know, why are you cast down? Why are you just cope in God for I shall yet praise him. So regardless of my circumstance, regardless of where I'm at, regardless of what I'm going through, I will praise him in it, through it, despite the circumstance. Why? Because all my trust and hope is in him, not in circumstance, not in anything around me, not in myself, not in people. Well, and I love the fact that God includes this passage because there are some times when you just feel like, um, like despair just overwhelms. And, you know, it's, I love verse seven, um, actually verses six through seven, I have written down the heights and the depths you have from the land of Jordan to the peaks of Mount Hermon and mm. Mount Mizar. Um, and then you have, you know, deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfall. I don't know about you, but I've been to some pretty astounding waterfalls with some serious highs to drops. Um, all of your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. Missy, you grew up right on the edge of, of Lake Michigan and Lake Erie up towards that direction. You know how powerful those waves can get. Absolutely. Um, I will never forget bobbing up at Camp Patman at Kelly's Island um, as a camper um, and just feeling the power of those waves mm-hmm. and, and thinking about the storm the night before, mm-hmm. you know, and it was still kind of kicking a little bit or, you know, and just watching those waves coming in. If you've ever been to the ocean and you stood and a wave has mm-hmm. caught you off guard, I mean, has knocked you over mm-hmm. the, the power and the force of that uh, on, a, on a normal day, let mm-hmm. alone a, a day that's, you know, got the storm has either is either coming or has passed yeah. and you still feel the turbulence of that. Absolutely. And we've all 
been there with our lives. It's not, and if you haven't yet so far, just listen, wait. Just be patient. It will come, and not that we want it to come, but it's just a fact of, of what we go through in this yeah. life on this earth. Because Jesus has told us, in this world you will have trouble. Um, but he's overcome the world. He he's he's overcome evil. He's he's told us not to fear because he is our peace and our contentment. He's the answer to it all. It doesn't mean that we're not going to feel it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go through things. It means that when we do, we have someone who will go through it with us. Yeah. I want to look for a minute at all the descriptors here um, because I just think it's so powerful to kind of look at some of the things that are described. My tears have been my food day and night. Um, feeling like somebody is sitting at you going, where's your faith in the middle of this? Where's God at? You know, just Mm -hmm. feeling judged a bit for things. Um, Despair, uh, disturbed within. Um, Let's see. Uh, Having things roll over you, like that sense of being overwhelmed, overcome. But then like... Down here, verse nine, I go in, um, why do I go mourning because of the impression of the enemy? You know, so there's grief that goes along with it. Um, and that as shattering of my bones, you know, that kind of idea that it's just coming at me so much that it just feels like it's going to break me to pieces. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing, I think what unfortunately we as the body of Christ do is we look at it and go, okay, that's lasted long enough. You, you need to be okay again. Uh, Come on. We need to remind you yeah. that God is good. Yeah. You know, you don't feel it and you're not connecting with that, but you can't stay here too long. You know, we start getting really worried the longer that people are seem to be in this kind of place. And mm-hmm. we almost start to blame them for staying there. Mm -hmm. And I I think we need to shift to an understanding of sometimes God has us sit places that if we had the ability to move ourselves out of it, we'd have done that a long time ago. We would have. Because as uncomfortable as you are in this pain, it stinks far worse to be in it. I I have thought that in my life. Like uh, you have an issue with this. Believe me, you, this hurt you. No, no, I'm living it. It's hurt me a whole lot more than it's hurt you. So, absolutely. you know, what I've got to, you know, I, I have to dig up what I need for myself. I don't have enough X over, left over for you. Yes. You got to figure this out on your own, which is, it, it's true. If we see people who are suffering, we need to learn how to walk beside them, how to maybe even sit with them in something like this. And give them grace to mourn and yes. lament. Yes. Because I don't think we do that enough. We want them to get to okay better, yeah. Yeah. you know, better or okay again. Yeah. So that one, so that we don't have to wrestle with this stuff that we should be grieving. Um, but two, it's hard to sit with somebody yeah. in their despair yep. and in their lack of hope without absorbing it ourselves. You know, I mean, we, we could jump off onto so many other things from here and I, do, yeah. I don't want to make light of them in any in any way, shape or form, but, but anxiety or depression and all mm-hmm. those things it, that might come from being in this place too long, perhaps, yeah. but but it's not up to us to decide that either. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. we have to allow people to go through what they're going to go through and, and their feelings are real. And so maybe they do need a counselor. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do need somebody to kind of help them walk through this so they don't get stuck here. But if we see someone in this place, that's not necessarily a bad place to be. Right. And and notice your reaction to the them being in this place for the length of time they've been there. Um, because, for example, if you're mad at them, 
for being in there. Um, that says something. And, mm. and, you know, what it says is something for you to go back and say, Lord, I'm angry at them and I need you to show me why, you know, or, um, it scares me that they're there. Okay. Well, why? Um, and then that's what you take to the Lord and you work on yourself mm. because that's your stuff. And your stuff, try as hard as you can not to put that on the other person yeah. in any way. The other thing I will say is that people that have been stretched by suffering have a huge capacity and tolerance for suffering. And so usually they don't rush people out of it because they've seen God move in it and they know what God can do through it. Wow. That's pretty deep. <laughs> think about it. It is kind of deep. It, but but think about it. I mean, your first reaction would naturally to be, uh, God, get me out of this or get them mm-hmm. out of this. Yes, yes. of course, because we don't want to see anybody, quote unquote, suffering. Yeah. But when I think about scripture, it talks about the fellowship of Christ's suffering, mm-hmm. of joining in his suffering, how yes. suffering brings good things to ask because, because of God, not because of the suffering or if we've brought it on ourselves. it's because of who God is. It reveals things in us. It brings things to the surface. And I mean, here's the thing, sometimes with our trauma and our stories, but for those things getting brought to the surface, Mm. God can't speak and heal them. And so it's like having shrapnel in the skin that you can't get to unless it works its way to the surface right. or you slice into it, Yeah, you know? And so like, it, it's one of those things sometimes. And I think when you have a theology of suffering that is large enough, you understand that moments like this, instead of getting angry at somebody, you start going, okay, where's God in the midst of it? And what can you see him doing? Mm-hmm. And if you can't see him and doing anything, there's a couple things you need to know. One, God is always doing something. And if he's led you here, he will walk it through with you and you won't understand until you're on the other side. Mm, boy, those are, those because are important things to Because you can't see what you've walked in the darkness yeah. until you're back in the light. Well, and as you've said before, the darkness is so disorienting. Yes, it is. And, and the so ki- is the pain. So is the pain. You, so you have pain, you have darkness, you have uh, uncertainty, all of that stuff that you're, that you're walking through. You have to focus on God and trust that he's going to see you through it and not, mm, I, I think survival is key. Yes. <laughs> if I might say so. Absolutely. And uh, if you're walking beside somebody who's in this place, then focus on survival. I mean, maybe it's your prayers, mm-hmm. praying for them to survive, for them to have the strength to go through what they need to go through, for them to have the eyes to see what God is doing at some point, for them to be able to feel God's yes. comfort in the midst of I mean, so often we to receive. Yeah. So they can receive Mm it. So often you're right. I think we want to take that away, but be careful because God is working. Yes. So pray for God's work to be done. And, And pray for yourself that you'll be able to walk with them as an encouragement, um, without absorbing their despair and their struggle and get yourself in God's word. Because uh, I will tell you, if you're going to journey with somebody and they need, the body of Christ needs believers who are willing to walk with people through their pain. I, I, there are, there have been some clients that I look at them and I say, 
I don't know that you could walk through this particular pain without this person in your life and this person and this person. I mean, because these people are where you're living healthy relationships that allow you to go back and heal Mm -hmm. this, this yuck. Um, and so God knows what that person needs to be able to walk through the healing that he may be calling them or the grief that they may be asked to walk through. Um, God knows. And if he's put you in that person's life, it's not by accident. Now, don't go run in like Rambo and try to save everybody. We definitely don't want to do that. But ask the Lord what you can do. And your prayers are powerful for those that are struggling. Mm. Um, but you know, other things like loving on them in the ways that you're asking God, God, what do they need right now? You may have no idea that the day you decide that God's kind of saying, go get a gallon of milk and make cookies. You may have no idea that that coincides with just the right moment when God is healing some of their grandmother wound. Mm -hmm. And you know, they always wanted a grandmother who made milk and cookies, right? You know, you have no idea where God is working in somebody's life. And that's such a trivial example. But honestly, like if you've grown up in suffering, gifts can be something that can be horribly hard to receive. And so if God's prompting you to give a gift, it might be at just the right moment where he's trying to communicate his love and that he gifts good things to his children. And it might hit at just that sweet moment that the Holy Spirit knows that we're we're unaware of. Hmm. So listen to the Lord if you are a part of that person's support or their inner circles. Because God will use you in the lives of that person. And if they're walking in darkness or grief or loss or pain... You're going to be one of those moments where Jesus can tangibly reach in Mm. and touch and just love on them. Oh, I love that illustration. So true. So, Mm -hmm. so true. I've seen it in my own life, in the lives of others. And understanding, I mean, I I think understanding that God can use us in spite of us, (laughs) which is significantly insignificant. Yes, exactly. And we understanding that and just being Mm -hmm. willing to be a vessel uh, prayer for that other person. And I, I think it's essential that we ourselves become healthy, yeah. uh, as we try to walk alongside someone else who maybe you can see is not healthy or, or struggling with something so that we don't absorb it because that's, that's yes. very true. We yeah. we could absorb some of that dark night of the soul ourselves and find ourselves. Or we can wound them further. Or we can wound them further, or we yeah. can, you know, rather than helping them walk, we can Pull them down with us and stumble and fall. And, you know, like, I'll give you another one, Missy, because I think this is one that needs spoken to. Suicide. Um, How you talk about a suicide you hear about can be hugely impactful to people who struggle to stay living in here amongst us. Mm. If you respond in anger, what you're communicating is that you're mad it can easily be generalized for that person. Mm. And you'd never want to communicate that if they're really struggling and in pain, that you're angry at them for being in pain. I mean, you'd be horrified if that was the message you knew somebody gleaned from a comment that you made. Well, and, and, and if, so if you so struggle with that, you've got to struggle about that away in a safe place. Correct. Do you know what I'm saying? Correct. I mean, because that could be yeah. a real response. Like if that Absolutely. person, and you love that person and they've taken their life, there there is some anger there and that may be a real thing for you but 
but but you're saying if saying that in that response, if there's somebody else struggling, yes. you're going to wound them further. Correct. Yeah. Because we don't know who all suffers no. that way. No. And, you know, looking at somebody who has committed suicide and calling them selfish or, you know, just some of those reactions, understand that that reaction may be there because of some of the effects that you're seeing other people having to pay. But understand that that is more something to take to the Lord because that's your reaction. Mm -hmm. You're angry. And so a lot of times it can be helpful for somebody who's struggling with suicidal thoughts to just keep in mind that how they look at that situation is if somebody takes their life, they were in a lot of pain. Yeah. And they felt like that was their only option. And I think bottom line, that is that is what you have to focus on. That yeah. is the thing that you have to see Yes, in order to have compassion and grace, not only for that person, but the people around that person. Yes. Because that, that is a situation where you would absorb or you could possibly really absorb a lot of that onto yourself, whether that's blame, all kinds of things. Guilt, and yeah. Guilt, blame, all of that. Anger. And again, you know, some of those things really do, you do need professional counseling to help you walk through yes. uh, and and walk with. But but that's a really good point to bring up because I think that's something we don't think about is that, and maybe not even just in, in a situation with suicide, but other things where we blatantly react we can harm and make those. a judgment. Yeah, we it, we don't see yeah. it as making a judgment, mm -hmm. like, or if we do know it's making a judgment, we think it's the right judgment, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. right, because Absolutely. that's that's just what it is. Well, and I'll give you a couple of those, Missy. I've heard. Um, well, it's completely fine for a guy to remarry quickly, you know. Or I've heard people say things like, "Oh my goodness, you shouldn't marry for the first year," you know. And that's yeah. a judgment. That's, that's a, a judgment, judgment call, mm -hmm. you know, that does not take into consideration that person's life and their choices. At all. And so, in, in any case, it, we talk a lot about that today. But if you are one of the ones suffering, here's the thing I got to tell you. Okay? The darkness is disorienting. Just know that if you feel disoriented, there's a reason. If you feel like you can't see God, you can't touch him, you don't know where you're at, that's normal. Listen. Because in the darkness, the one sense that usually is almost heightened is your ability to hear. So spend some time hearing, listening for God. Mm, because if, I've, if I'm in a dark room and I can still hear, somebody who can see can guide me out of that room around all the obstacles. And here's the truth. Psalm 139 makes it very clear that darkness and light are the same for God. He's never lost. Mm. He's never in the dark. He is never compromised in his ability to see you where you are. Hmm. He loves you and you are not alone. And he's put people in your world. Lift your head and look, listen, you're loved with an everlasting love. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. 
Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.